professional wrestling fans. To the PW fan, the PW fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And we've been running for now 85 episodes. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 85, and we are on our journey to 100. I am your host, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, singer, and musician, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Booker Andy. I'm also the host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie Fan and Football Lover, Jeremy. Well, boys, we are all here tonight. We're going to be talking some wrestling. R A S S L I N, that spells wrestling. First of all, we're going to be talking about Night of Champions, Double or Nothing. And more. You know, we got our usual show stuff that we got to talk about. Uh, Before we get started on the show, I'm going to make it quick. And you guys have been doing it lately. I appreciate it. I've been seeing the subscribers go up. Go to YouTube. Search the PW Fan. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, That really helps us out. Uh, You know, all our social media, all you got to do is look up at the PW Fan, and we should pop right up. And, as always, we got shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan. Five different shirt designs total with some new ones coming. Uh, Jeremy's going to get his uh, exclusive shirt coming this year. That's our next one. Should be pretty cool. And Andy has... Pretty soon. Yeah. Andy has three different... Uh, or Andy has two different designs up there. And uh, there's three different PW fan logo shirts. So I, I like our shirts. I actually find them very wearable. Um... And stick around for the end of the show so we can talk about our classic show of the week, which this week isn't really a show per se, but we're going to honor somebody and we're going to look up some stuff. So, all right, Andy, let's uh, talk about some wrestling. We got uh, two big pay-per-views to talk about. We got our normal shows. Here we go. All right. Uh, Raw this past week um, opened up with... Uh, something that happened earlier in the show before the show actually started, I guess. Uh, Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes backstage before the show even started, um, which uh, I guess we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later when uh, the Brock segment happens. But when the show officially started, Paul Heyman was out in the ring and basically said that uh, he couldn't take credit for the Lesnar attack. But Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out. And um, it was all about the whole segment was basically hyping up the match for uh, this weekend. A lot of actually all these shows are go home shows this week. Um, So we're going to be plowing through a little bit fast for them. We had an interview with Seth Rollins and Corey Graves where uh, this time around, because they, they did some last week. um, He talks a little bit about uh, Roman Reigns' title reign um, and then his upcoming match with AJ Styles at the uh, pay-per-view. Um, you know, talking about how good AJ is. And he was also talking about, I think it was this interview, he talks about how, you know, Roman's like a, like a Cena and Hogan. Um, and Seth is more of like a Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. And you kind of need those guys for... That makes sense. For, for them, yeah. I believe if it I was may. this interview, I'm pretty sure. If I may, yes. I mean, yeah, you know, especially the type, the time period of wrestling that I like. Yeah, you had your, you always had your big players, and then you had your, your kind of, 
I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. You're like your your players that kind of I can't even think of the right words to be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> they're the uh, top guys, but they're not the face of the company. Like, yeah, they're but, not. Uh, where where even non wrestling fans would know who they are. Yeah, I, I want to keep using the word mechanical. That's why I keep getting stumped and like at a loss for words. But they're the guys that you can depend on to have a great match. Which over the years, you know, you had your your the Rocks and Stone Colds. Which Stone Cold was a great worker in his own right, and the Rock always put on a very entertaining match. But then you had guys on the undercard uh, that were m- doing more, you know, harder work rate, and then. Especially in like WCW. well, Rollins has compared himself to Triple H. Yeah, yeah, like Triple H. Like was he was never having, the face of it. Yeah, Triple H was always having bangers on the. I don't. Not even the undercard, but like, if he wasn't in the main event, he was in like the right below the main event. Like he would be doing a program with Mick Foley, while somebody else might be doing something with Stone Cold. So he was always right there. But yeah, key players. And was it, it wasn't until those guys went away that he became basically the main guy until Cena became became the face. But yeah, keep um, players is a good way to put I it. I know, I know it's a, I know it's like a, a controversial guy to bring up, and one of them is, one of them is not, one of them is great to bring up. But uh, you know, WrestleMania twenty, uh, Benoit and Eddie Guerrero both kind of had their their moment of like those are two examples of guys that you know they're not gonna be like the you know like hollywood's calling and all this blah 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 but they're gonna be there every day and they work hard you know and then it's a different type of respect i think he's a good hand he's a good hand Nah, he's more than a good hand don't call him a good Mm. hand <laughs> All right, let's let's keep pushing for it though, because we got a big show. Um, I believe there was an AJ Styles video package uh, that kind of went through his career and about how he's basically been everywhere, including uh, showing his debut. But then we had a segment from Brock Lesnar who said, uh, or he declared that Cody wouldn't uh, be able to fight him at Night of Champions, and he issued an open challenge for the pay per view. But then Cody Rhodes uh, ended up coming out in an arm sling. Um, and Brock ended up, I believe, putting him in a Kimura lock uh, until, you know, he felt like letting go and Adam Pierce called for medical. And I think it was at the end of the night, um, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. That way we can um, just finish with, you know, one thing. Um, at the end of the night, though, Triple H like found him backstage in the locker room and was trying to convince him, I guess, not to wrestle at Night of Champions. But Cody was like, "What would you do?" And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of that was, but Cody's already wrestled guess, with a torn pec. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess it was to give like a credibility or give Cody. I don't know, man. They they needed a, a big name like Triple H to get behind Cody, I guess. Was a whole ordeal, um, and then uh, last thing I want to talk about from Raw is the Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch contract signing. This was actually I, I really enjoyed this segment uh, mainly because of the things that Becky said. Uh, she kind of tore down Trish. Um, Jeremy, did you get to see this? 
Uh, not too much of this one. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it. in a way, she... Becky kind of uh, cut one of the best promos she's had in a long time. Um, and Trish, Trish cut a really good promo during this whole ordeal, but I believe it ended up with uh, Trish flipping the table onto Becky and leaving the ring before anything could happen. Um, so that wrapped up Raw. Let's quickly get into Dynamite, unless you guys have anything else to add. No, Dynamite sounds good. Okay. Um, Dynamite open. All right, it did not open with this, but the first thing we're going to talk about with Dynamite is the. Did Dynamite open with the Orange Cassidy match? Yeah, Orange Cassidy versus Kyle Fletcher. Um, Oh, it did actually. I was just joking. Oh, (laughs) yeah. What a surprise, right? (laughs) Uh, We had an FTR promo that um, I think ended up having some tension with Mark Briscoe. And uh, Dax, I think Mark ended up slapping Dax for his uh, pile driver the week before, I believe. Yeah. Um, Mark Briscoe still, though, is is not on one side or the other. Um, I guess he's still kind of torn. But this whole segment was the hype of their match for the pay-per-view. We had a four-pillar segment. Um and I'll just talk about so it was it was basically everyone talking to one another uh, before their final match, and I'll go through some of the quotes that are online here. Uh, MJF said, "I feel like I want Jungle Boy Jack Perry to be thrown into an echo chamber so he can listen to himself speak and bore himself to death." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, MJF reminded the fans and Tony Khan that his contract is coming up. He said, "You should be worried because I might just take my ball and go home." There goes MJF again, mentioning things. CM Punk like stuff. Right? WWE and things. Yeah. That's what Punk said, right? Take my ball and go home. I it's think so. Enough. I I just watched a video. To I just watched the. Well, I guess Andy will bring it up later. But he, well, he talks at the press conference more about what he meant when he said. Oh him. yeah. Um, I, the, I, I did watch the press conference also today at some point. Yeah, MJF had the best part of the, the press conference for sure. Uh, Tony Khan, though, I'll let you guys kind of, I know you guys are hyped for this. Tony Khan announced the collision location for the first show, which yeah. is, drumroll, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, it was down to either Daly's Place in Jacksonville or Chicago, and I guess I got everything figured out. Like Mussolini. <laughs> so that means I, I think we can all soon. I think we can all. And also, I'm the cult of personality. <laughs> and also, I saw Punk's Instagram when he actually is promoting the show the now. Song, and he also posted a song called Collision or something. Neon yeah. lights, no surprise. <laughs> you got anything to add besides the song? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think we all know how I feel about it. Also, the I'm, fact that I'm so I'm, I'm so loving how Tony Khan's song. So happy I'm breaking. Me and Tim got heated. Me and Tim got heated last night because I said Punk isn't the best wrestler in the world. But. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he let you out, out of his house. Yeah. Um. um but 
But yeah, yeah the, so. the Tony Khan announcements crack me up every time because I don't think he blinks in like the five no. minutes that he's talking. It's no. almost like a staring contest I try every time now. You try with him. <laughs> yeah, I just like staring at him. Um, but after the announcement, we had uh, later on the Jericho and Adam Cole signing. Um, what do you think of this segment? It, it felt um, like very WWE, as in like Vince <laughs> WWE, uh, which usually AEW, I don't I think AEW really ever does contract signings, so I was kind of surprised it did this. And then also, I mean, I don't know if you want to go through the whole thing with like Sabu, but it kind of doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, I want to go into the thing with Sabu, because he announced Sabu's going to be there. Why? No yeah, but I was, it doesn't No explanation make- of why he's going to be there? It doesn't make no sense, because sense. then why would Jericho sign off on it? No, Like, Jericho has a, to sign a contract with it in it. It's, be, it's because Tony Khan's an ECW mark, and was just like, oh, Sabu will be the referee. How great will that be? Just because. That's all it is. Yeah, Adam Cole and was I'll, like, he's, he's homicidal. I was like, homicide's coming? Like, back? And then he was like, suicidal, genocidal. genocidal. Yes. And then he's like, Sabu. And then Sabu... Barely walks his way out there. And throws a chair at Jericho, right? Yeah. He's like, he's suicidal. special enforcer. And I'm like, oh, Lord, who is he talking about? Um, but also, once we get to the actual oh, match sorry. itself, sorry, for the actual match for that one, it'll make less sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... Our main event, though, of Dynamite was Lucha Brothers. They defeated versus the BCC. They defeated them, and Moxley gets on the mic though afterwards and talks about the upcoming match, saying it's going to be like the most violent and um, I don't know. Yeah, he's saying it's like he's We're like you ain't seen nothing man. yet, basically. We're gonna bleed. Yeah. Yeah, he vowed that it would be the most brutal, violent match in AEW history. Badass. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of blood. Yeah, except for two guys didn't bleed at all. Maybe three. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, SmackDown really quick, and then we can talk about the pay-per-views. Uh, backstage, Jimmy Uso stood up to Roman Reigns, um, only to be talked down by Jay. Uh, Ro- Roman ended up taunting Jimmy and reminded him of what happened between them when they were kids. Uh, Cameron Grimes defeated Ashante the Adonis. Tim says who? He is part of Hit Row. <laughs> He's not Flop Dalla. He's the other <laughs> Flop Dalla. I don't think Michael Cole will ever let that go. <laughs> but Cameron Grimes has defeated him in his second match, and Baron Corbin, who he squashed the week before, uh, attacked afterwards. So it looks like this is going to be Cameron Grimes' first feud. And I've told you before, I'm a fan of Cameron Grimes. If you guys don't really know who he is. I know who uh, it is. There was a Oscar and Bianca segment to hype up their upcoming match, and LA Knight defeated Rick Boogs. Uh, LA Knight. Rick. Just letting you know, LA Knight is way over. LA Knight is super over. Super over. They piped in crowd boos because they're trying to keep him that. heel. They're trying to keep him heel for however they move forward with him. Why? Like, why? Bu- I don't understand why companies do that. I don't know. The reason why I say super over, though, is if you caught the Night of Champions press conference before the show, um, the crowd was chanting L.A. Knight 
and he wasn't even there. They were chanting it to Triple H. And apparently Triple H hears that, or he knows, basically. Someone, I think, said something to him on Twitter, and um, he knows that night's over. So I'm crossing my fingers, guys, that he wins money in the bank. Or Tri- even Triple H says he listens to the people, so if he actually does. Uh, LA Knight's the man. Yeah. But he's better. He is good as a heel, so I guess that's what they're trying to do, but. He is, Everyone but like if, I don't like that's why I'm like I don't understand why the companies do this because you have someone who organically gets over like crazy. Yep. It's like then let's go with it. Um Tim, weren't you gonna add something before I thought I kept talking, you were trying to say something. Mm. During the LA night stuff. Um No, I mean I, I I think I just agree with Jeremy about just you know, if something's naturally getting over, just go with it. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. LA Knight's the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, but, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin's a guy that when he got over, it's because it naturally happened. You know, he just leaned into it. Yeah. Um, the Rock. Well, let's wrap up SmackDown. The Rock had so much charisma, they just let it happen. LA Knight could be like that. Yeah. LA Knight's great. He's great on the mic. Solid he in the is. ring. Um, but SmackDown ended with the KO show. Well, sorry, before that, AJ Styles defeated Karen Cross, who um, had his sights on, set on AJ um, last week. Uh, match was wait, match was fine. Sorry, is uh, AJ on SmackDown or Raw? Yeah, he's on SmackDown. Okay, so like even like tonight. Tonight he even said, "I know I'm normally on uh, SmackDown, but he came there just for that segment, I guess." Or whatever's happening later. Mm. Which we'll talk about <laughs> next week. Next week. Sorry. Um, but the main event of the show was the KO show. Uh, the Usos and Paul Heyman come out. Jimmy Uso gets on the mic and uh, he has some words. He said, well, the main part, main takeaway from Jimmy being on the mic was, when it comes to the day ones, I am the tribal chief. And uh, Heyman is shocked, and he said, "He said, why would you do that?" Or he's like, "What did you do?" And then <laughs> Roman's music kicks, and uh, Roman comes out. He stares at Jay. He stares at Jimmy. There's a brawl that goes down. That the bloodline ends up, uh, you know, winning, and the Usos each grab two of the titles. Jay gives his the solo, but Jimmy does not want to give his up. And so there's tension, and Jay has to grab him from Jimmy and give him to Roman. But we will talk about that more when we tension. get the Night of Champions. Tension, yes. <laughs> um, before we get into Night of Champions, one little thing to talk about with Rampage is that I don't know what, I don't remember, or maybe someone does, what happened with Rampage Isaiah happened. Cassidy. Yeah, very many happened. But Isaiah Cassidy would not be in the double or nothing match with the Hardys. Instead, Hook will be. So they announced that Hook was going to replace him. But let's get into these pay-per-views. They were, in my opinion, night and day. Would you guys agree? Anything to say before we actually get into I the agree. deets? WWE won this weekend, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I would say if there's winning, then it's, yeah, that's WWE. Be... I would say the shows are just... Drastically different. <laughs> <laughs> <Whew>. All right, <laughs> let's just get into it. Night champions. 
My, okay, before we get into it, I'm going to, I've talked to you guys about this. My gripe, and I think it's a lot of people's gripe with this, what they've been doing lately. At least with Night of Champions, they were like, it's a triple main event. Seth Rollins oh, and AJ, that. Brock and Cody, and then the tag match. It's like, no, man, there's one main event. Yeah. It's the one that goes on last. Everyone knows Stop that. Stop trying to make it seem like every match is as important as the main one. Yeah. That was the same thing, like he said. I think he said in the group chat about, like, that's what they told Punk when he faced that's Undertaker. That's what they told Punk when he faced Undertaker. They were like, no, like, that's a, that's the main event. Like, no, dude, the main event Punk's is the one that like, out the show. It's like the Mellow Show. <laughs> As, ro- as long as Roman is on the card, he's going to close out the show. It just seems that way. Yeah. So. So, oh, they called this a, one of the main events, even though it opened up the show. But yeah. Which, which like actually, gonna... sorry, one last thing. You actually, um, AEW did the same thing where they said it was a double main event. Yeah, because the other the... one was basically a lights out in a way. Yeah. MJF said, though, he didn't want to... He's like, no, I'm fine. Don't want to wrestle in Moxley's blood. <laughs> yeah. His, his that was nasty funny. blood or whatever. Uh, okay, Knife Champions opened up with Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles to crown the first world heavyweight champion. Well, not really the first, but the first since Randy Orton before they were unified. Um, but it's the first of this new version of the world heavyweight title. Yeah. Uh, I thought the match was a very good opener. It was a very good... Just classic wrestling match. Started a little slow and then really got going. Both guys are, um, well, I guess me and Tim were, we said, like, you know, Seth's in his prime. AJ's out, coming out of his prime, but yeah. they still put on a, a very, very good match. But the winner, and it, deservingly so, as much as I like AJ, was Seth Rollins. And it, yeah, was, this is... it was my match of the week. Ooh. I, was gonna, I was just about to say this would have been the match of the night if the main event didn't happen. Main event story-line-wise wa- lo- story was wise, yeah. very good. Uh, uh, yes, AJ a hit a pedigree point. during this match, I believe. He did. I think AJ hit a pedigree during this match. I'm trying to remember, though, how it ended exactly. Um, well, the curb stomp one but he uh, it was it was a calf crusher and then they were working Seth's leg throughout it but it was a curb stomp that did it he like rolled out they were doing in a calf crusher and then like rolled out and i think i forget what happened but oh seth kicked him and then he curb stomped him i believe and seth won yeah um very good match though very good opener i i think i called it that they would probably open up with this match yeah because of course roman has to go on last so yeah um, our second match was uh, Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. Uh, this match was very good. Trish can go better than um, most legends that come back. So much better than most. <laughs> this match was, was was solid. Yeah, it was like um, solid. Because how, how old is she? Do you know? Uh, is she like is she like forty I mean, Jamie, that's can like you look that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jamie, can you look that up? Uh, she is 47. 47? She's 47. That's really good for her. I mean, wow. Wow, that's crazy. She was better than got... like most. And Becky is 36. Wow. Wow. She's still young. Hey, guys, that's, cr- that's crazy. Have you ever tried DMT? You know, there's, there's gorillas in South Africa. <laughs> 
that are starting to fish with spears. It's fucking crazy. Those big fucking apes are huge. You gotta kill your inner bitch, man. You gotta kill your inner bitch. <laughs> my inner joke. Oh my god. Have you ever have you ever taken on it? It's really great. It's good it's good is, for your brain. Is that I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Alpha brain? Sorry. I get up in the morning, I take my alpha brain, I hit the gym, I'm fucking I spent. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I actually do like Joe Rogan. So. I was um, say a lot of people are going to be like, "Who? What are they doing?" Yeah. Um, anyway, all because of the Jamie comment. Jesus. Very good match, though. Um, I forget what our. I wish I could remember, like when we do this, what our predictions were. But uh, Zoe Stark was underneath the ring, and she came out and she hit her finisher on Becky, which. Might have it well look at her now. I don't think it broke her nose, but it busted her open. Yeah, she was, yeah, uh, busted open. Uh, Trish Stratus, though, would end up getting the win. I thought this was a great second match, also on the card. Yeah, so where do they go from here then with Trish? You said, do we, uh, we said Lita, right? We said Lita, but we'll see. <laughs> unless, unless they do a tag match and it's Becky and Lita versus Trish and Zoe, I would prefer that. At, like, Money in the Bank coming up or something. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like it's it, that's one of the two. Or, yeah, I don't know. Because now Becky has something going on with Zoe, and Lita is still the one that got attacked by Trish. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right, our third match, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Mustafa Ali had a great reception. Uh, with his entrance. And, you know, I compare this match to your typical big guy underdog, but the underdog actually, like, you know, did some work. Kind of like, you know, AJ Styles versus Brock or Danielson versus Brock. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero versus Brock, except for Eddie ended up winning those matches and AJ and the rest of them did not. Um <laughs> But Mustafa Ali, you know, to me, showed that he could go. And apparently the people backstage, I mean, I, they knew that he could go, but they it showed apparently to them, I read, that he could be in that spot. And with his, his big reception over there, um, I read that, you know, maybe this isn't true, but they're going to be doing something with him moving forward. I, I mean, I hope so. He's actually a really good wrestler. The match was good. I mean, it it wasn't that long, but um, he got to shine, and those you know, some at least those... for the audience there, I think they almost made them believe that he yeah could win. I was just I was gonna say that it was like two spots where it felt like he could actually win. This was probably I mean my I'm sure there's other Mustafa Ali matches that I should have been paying more attention to, but this was good. I mean, if you watch the watching. he was in the the um, the cruiserweight tournament. I remember him versus Cedric. Yeah, that match was great. Um, um, he had a they bunch. They did that at the at, in Australia, uh, whatever that big pay per view they had was. It was in like a Coliseum thing, but. Oh right, right, right. Triple H faced Taker for like the last time. If you remember that a couple of years ago. Oh, that was not good, right? I know. Myself, I lean them on at that face, Buddy Matthews, Buddy Murphy, and Buddy Murphy. From Australia, he ended up winning the cruiserweight championship, and right. Anyway, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, neither here nor there. But 
you know, I feel like that match, though, for Ali is the kind of match that if he were to come out, like, tonight or something, people would probably cheer him more than before. Yeah, I think so. Just based um, on the winner, yeah. Who, who the heck are these Jobber brothers that are on TV right now? I told you, it's Indu Sheer. One is uh, Veer that used to be on the main roster. Vince tried to do something with him. And then the other guys from NXT, and they became a team when Jinder went back to NXT, and Jinder's kind of in a... Uh, it's, it's, it's a terrible gimmick, all right? Let's just say that. We'll talk <laughs> about it next week if you is want. Is Jinder the manager? Basically, yeah. Okay. He's, he's wrestled a few times <laughs> with them in NXT, but yeah. It's terrible. We need so, to like, record um, Tim's reaction when he's watching this, like Raw or something, because he'll be like, halftime, is like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> who, are, who is this gentleman? But Gunther ended up <laughs> Gunther ended up retaining. Um, next, we had Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Another good match, I thought. That was a, I yeah, did not I expect the outcome. And in the end, Asuka, instead of spraying Bianca with the miss, she sprayed it on her fingers. And when Bianca put her up for uh, her finisher... Um, Asuka ended up rubbing her fingers on Bianca's eyes and blinding her. And uh, Asuka, uh, I believe it was her kick that she did. And she yeah. ended up winning, and she is now the champion. I, I yeah. was surprised at that outcome. but um, I'm, I'm kind of glad because I feel like Bianca needed Like I mean, that was a long run. But. She's had it over a year. She's the longest reigning modern era, I think, champion. Yeah. Women's champion. Yeah. She yeah, had it for over Roman. a year. Uh, she, yeah, she had it for over a year. I was just thinking, I was like, maybe Charlotte, but apparently not. So, yeah, I also felt like Becky had a long time, but I guess she surpassed him. Her, um, yeah. So Oscar's your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Was, uh, this next match, Rhea Ripley. Was a wild ending. Watching that with Andy, we were both shocked. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. we just didn't didn't see it coming. You know, I expected yeah. Bianca uh, to get the pin. Well, also on these Saudi Arabia shows, you don't expect titles to change hands like this, because they haven't done that usually. No, it's usually yeah, usually nothing, nothing changes. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you're right about that. But this this was a good show. Uh, it was the best uh, Saudi Arabia show, I think that they've put on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's and it's also the best one that meant something. It's also the first Saudi Arabia show that Triple H has put on. So That's true. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but we had another women's title match next. It was for the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Rhea attacked Natalia before the bell even rang and kind of threw her around on the outside in the steps onto the table. And uh, it was over pretty quickly. It was kind of like a squash match, um, all based around the fact that Rhea... Uh, got the jump on her before the the bell even rang. That's so uh, like, that's what should have happened. Yeah, um, I I didn't expect it to be like that, but yeah. you know, it doesn't hurt Natalia as bad. Not that she's like really doing much, but the fact that she was kind of, it was like a cheap victory, I guess. Yeah. Um. So we got now we have our second main event: Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Cody comes out with his hand in like a, I guess you can call it a cast. Um, yeah, they kept calling it some like, like I don't know what kind of cast. They're like, this is such a, I don't 
top of the line cast or whatever he's wearing. But um, before we get into the winner, what you guys think of this match? I thought it was you know Cody Cody used the cast. Yeah, it was still good. It. Um, I guess we're gonna see a third match between these two. I think so. I think so. How about you, Tim? I remember uh, watching with you and. No, Brock just I fucking was, tosses people, dude. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was does. good. I thought it was a good match. I'd like to see another one. I think they could do one more, and then that'd be it. Settle well, the, it there. So the whole story of the match, if you know, y'all didn't see it, not you guys, but the listeners, uh, was based around Cody's arm and working Cody's arm. and um, So at one point, Brock got Cody in a... Okay, first of all, because Tim, Tim loved it, Hey, Cody takes the bet the F five the best. All right, <laughs> he takes it the best, dude. He, Cody takes the best F five because he does it. Because he puts he his does, he puts his legs together. He does it how people spins. did it in in two thousand two. If you go back and watch, the like, Rock the original, took it the same way. Yeah, the Rock. There's this thing that they do where they oh. put your legs straight together and you do this perfect spin and you like learn land perfectly on your stomach and dude, it looks so good when you do it like that. <laughs> Tim's like, started, yeah, Cody Rhodes getting beat down with an F5 looks great. For some, <laughs> for some reason at the end of Brock's first WWE run, which he started doing again uh, probably up until Cody just recently, he did this thing what I call the sloppy F5. Where he just like picks you up and like throws you as hard as he can and you just like spin. <laughs> but like I liked when it was like a beautiful, like perfectly like bam, like landed on your stomach like that. It looks so good. Yeah, Cody took it yeah. great. He did kick out of the F five. That is not how so Brock ended up winning the match. Um that's not how he lost though. So after a Kamor lock for a while, Cody did grab the rope. Uh, he did try to win with how he won at Backlash, which was being in the Kamara lock and then uh, rolling R- Brock up into a pin. But Brock did uh, Brock countered that this time, and so the second time Brock held the Kamara lock for a long time. I guess Cody passed out from I guess the pain is what it's supposed yeah, to be. I think that's what we're going for. So Brock doesn't get another consecutive loss, and Cody, it doesn't really hurt him because his arm was broken, and he didn't tap, and he didn't get pinned. Yeah. So it's a win-win kind of for everyone. But yes, I think it's going to get to Money in the Bank. Do you think they're going to put a stipulation on this one, the next one? I don't know, man. I feel like they're going to do something like, I don't know, a cell or a steel cage, I I should say. I know this is a complete side note, but it's just, you know, kind of funny comedy for the the side of the YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I just realized that my closet doors are open and realized that there is no, there's not even a stitch of color. It's all black t-shirts, like all hanging, like right <laughs> above, my, like not even one shirt breaking up like a hundred black t-shirts. I can't see but, it, but I know when we upload to YouTube, you can see more. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, maybe a wider angle. Yeah, Emo that's fine. That's Emo. this is like the only I've have very few white shirts. This is like the three the the one out of the three shirts that I have that are not black. When you're 32, but um, emo is still life. <laughs> my closet's the same way. Um, but no, to your point about the 
Cody and Brock stipulation. No, but I was just thinking when you mentioned that, I was like, has I was like, Brock's never been in a ladder match. Oh, yeah. I guess technically that money in the oh, bank. Oh, money in the he, bank. Yeah, he came in last minute and climbed that up. he wasn't a part of, but won it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mustafa Ali was at the top and he was about to win it, and then Brock yeah. comes out. I love Sammy right now. Sammy's so over. It's awesome. That new Sammy shirt's cool with the SZ in pink. Oh yeah. Is it in pink? Oh yeah, it's like it is. Kevin, it's like but the it Kevin Owens like shirt, K- but it's yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yes, I, I do think though they're gonna have another match. Um, and yeah, like you said, when it's probably gonna have some kind of stipulation. Yeah. Um, which is what you do when you go back and forth with feuds, and you got the final one to end it all. Yeah, it should be the final one. Like this should be it. Let's get to this main event because I loved it. Um, the story's been great, and I think it's it's still gonna you know continue to be good after this. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Um, championship. So before we talk about <laughs> championships, uh, so before we get into like the ending of it, um, I thought the match was good. Um, Roman wanted, you know, Roman and Sammy every time they got, um, to, to get, that's what it seemed. It seemed like Sammy and Roman had their thing going on, then Kevin and, like, Solo. Yeah. Had their thing going on, but, um, eventually the Usos came out and got involved, and I think they super kick Sammy, and they go for another one, but Sammy ducks, and they hit Solo, Accidentally, Roman ends up getting angry, and he shoves Jimmy's face, and he shoves uh, Jay's face, and then, man, me and Tim are watching this together, and when Roman turns around, boom, Jimmy Uso <laughs> super kicks Roman. Oh, it was great. Yeah. This I was, was waiting this for it, was, too. This was, we'll get into this later, some people were calling the stadium stampede match, or whatever the fuck it was called, peak wrestling but let me tell you oh, the the arena. Arena. and eric some some people call that peak wrestling let me tell you you're all wrong this was peak <laughs> wrestling such a good story man i love it yeah um yeah jimmy super kicks roman and jay did the exact same thing that he did the sammy when sammy zane hit roman in the chair you know he was like why would you do that um but Jimmy doubles down and hits Roman again with a super kick. Um, and I then I believe Kevin Owens stuns Solo. Sammy hits him with a hell of a kick. And one, two, three. Kevin and Sammy retain. And the Usos get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought that this was going to happen, but I thought it was going to be this upcoming Friday. That the Usos would turn because they're having the yeah. 1,000 day celebration with Roman this Friday. So things are going to be a little bit different now. It's not going to be so much of a celebration anymore. Yeah. I really thought that they were going to put the title, the tag team titles on Roman. So he would just have four I thought, belts. I thought that was going to happen. And then maybe like SummerSlam, they challenged the Usos. Yeah. Or the Usos challenged them. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, they pulled the, pulled the trigger and. This is the, in my opinion, the end of the bloodline. 
Oh, yeah, because you only got Roman and Solo now. And the wise man. And the wise man. So, um, that wrapped up Knife Champions uh, all the way through. I, I'd give it in seven or eight. Wait, are, we doing, are we doing our ratings now? And I'm doing a rating. I thought it was great. <laughs> it wasn't I perfect. Just wanna... I'm just saying it wasn't perfect, but it was very good. I think I said last night that I gave it a seven out of ten. If I, you know, on a ten, you ranking. did. You did. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fair. Uh, I I just want to say, as far as the bloodline thing goes, the thing that sucks about it is like, it feels like it's gonna be a while before you get a storyline that that is that good. With the build up, yeah, and like just all the stuff. It's like, yeah, it's gonna take a while before we get something that makes you that like into it again. Yeah, it once it, once it's over, I feel like it takes years for like a storyline like that to come around. Yeah. Well, and the not... thing is, with this storyline, it was organic with the Sammy stuff because the fans well, and the last yeah, one was Sammy was not was supposed to be doing stuff with the bloodline this long. Yeah, so they're not supposed to be doing stuff with this long, and it caught on. The difference is, is that they actually went with like what the fans were cheering for, and then Triple they created. H listens to the fans, man. Yeah, they just need to always but do that. <laughs> I believe that was it at Mania or maybe before it was announced that Triple H had officially finished up all of Vince's storylines. So now everything moving forward is. Oh yeah, yeah. His storylines, and then I guess Vince has input, but. I, I hate that that he has input. Yeah, um, but yeah, I really, I really liked Night of Champions. Um, I thought it was the better of the two pay per views, which we haven't even talked about Double or Nothing yet. Um, yeah, well, well, since we're going on Double or Nothing, I'll just say I'll probably be the most positive one about Double yeah, or Nothing. Warning, warning to the fans, guys. Yeah, bummer, bummer, warning so, ahead, guys. Yeah, but I will say overall of of this. Double or Nothing pay-per-view before we actually talk about it. I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but I feel like they're more focused on All In and Forbidden Door than they were on this one at all. It could be. Because AEW pay-per-views... Khan's also starting a new, a new show. Yeah, that, that's also a thing too, yeah. So, look, I'll try to be as nice as possible. That's uh, before we get in, look, uh, I think, Jeremy, you even agree this was the worst in a while Yeah. for AEW. When it comes to pay-per-views, it was not, in our opinion, at least. Yeah. AEW has, like, high standards for um, pay-per-views, too, because they usually, even if they're a weekly show, kind of sucks. Before, Tim, what before did Corny's we... buddy say? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Corny was like, wow, this might be, uh, Brian uh, last said, uh, Wow, this might be the worst AEW pay per view of all time. Woof. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, but Andy, before we get started on the review, because I know everybody's gonna be like, "Well, Tim's gonna hate it and say that it was shitty or whatever." What did I tell you <laughs> before we started? What didn't I go in with a great attitude? Wasn't I excited? And what did I say that I was looking forward to it? Tim actually and... said, "I'm actually really excited for this show more than I have champions." Well, was that See? was that? Real excitement, or was that you trying to fool your mind into no. thinking that? I was at Andy could tell. I was actually excited. There's I was something like, about nighttime in a pay per view that Tim enjoys. I love and, like yeah. you order the pay per view. You know, you might like you're chilling with the bros. You got some drinks. I just love like the atmosphere. I was like ready. I was hyped up for some good wrestling. <laughs> and I just was immediately like, what the fuck? 
Well, I'll, I know Andy said that you guys didn't watch the buy-in, and I'll say that's a good. We had it on, on but computer. we were. In a, we had it on, but we were in a time crunch, so we were focusing on. I think we were watching the Roman match at the same time that the buy-in was on. Okay. So I'm gonna have to pass it over to you for the buy-in. Yeah. Um, so double or nothing. The buy-in was Ethan Page and the Guns versus uh, Hook and the Hardys. Right. Do you want me to go into it now? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> My notes um, are a little messed up, so I gotta I gotta fix them. But that's cool. Yeah. So this match, I don't know how many people had high expectations for. It. I didn't, um, and it 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 was down to those low expectations. <laughs> the one thing that was rough to watch was Jeff Hardy of all people. Um, so him and his uh, red pants. Yeah, and even his shirt that he wore, they were like it was from like the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, that's not a good look anymore. Like he's a forty something year old man. Um, it was him, and I forget who was in the ring with him. I think it was probably uh, Ethan Page. Um, I think it was. But so basically, he reversed this headlock, and he went for a whisper in the wind. You know, he runs up the turnbuckle and does a backflip. Basically, uh, he went to do that. Missed the top rope when he went to push off and just fell backwards. And it was it was like a it wasn't like a scary fall, it was just like a bad fall like on his side. And it was like that's kinda like the theme of the match basically. That's kinda how it felt. Other than Hook, which Hook actually was pretty good, but he's like I don't know, was like twenty three, twenty four years old? So <laughs> Everyone, like, Matt and Jeff just looked, I don't know, not great in this match, but they won. Um, still won. I think Jeff hit the swanton, too, but... Yeah. I did I see a double twist of fate happen, but that's about it. Yeah. Early uh, on in the match. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... Like, half the crowd wasn't there, I think, and that's probably a good thing, too. <sighs> well. So, it wasn't off to a great and- start at all. That was the buy-in then, I guess, which I already saw this. They did the whole countdown, you know which is crazy? all the video packages. Yeah. Let me just throw this out there. A few years ago, these guys had, like, the biggest WrestleMania comeback pop of all time. And now they're on the buy-in pre-show in a match that with the half-empty arena. Oh, you saw that picture? Oh, well, that, that photo, too, that was from Brian Alvarez. He took that photo of, like, uh, was it Jeff Hardy and all them? Yeah, it was at the buy and the whole other side yeah. was empty. But, like, that was the opposite side where the hard cam is. They don't sell tickets on that side. And, like, neither does WWE. Like, that's how it always looks there. Really? Why would they not do that? They don't, like, they that's used to do that, I think. true. They sell tickets on the non-hard cam side. They don't do it anymore, I think, since COVID. They sold all those tickets. Why would they in not want to make more money? England and now like, they, remember, they're gotten too big. Remember when we went to the show in Baltimore? The there was like Mania's filled. You know, <laughs> I think well, the Champions was filled. Yeah, I think those stadium shows have more room. But I'm saying, like in the arenas, like they don't sell uh, tickets around the hard cam anymore. Well, they should. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some research. Jamie, look that up for us. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into the actual show. Let's starting with this. You know, I had um, match. you know I had Bob Lazar on the show at uh, 
I find him very. All convincing. right, no, we're not. We're not doing this. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the mushroom hat guy. Um, okay. I believe the guy. Let's let's get. Uh, okay, so the first official match of the pay per view was it was a fucking mess, man. Jeremy, you said you liked it. It's for the AEW International Championship. It was the Blackjack <laughs> Battle Royal. Orange Cassidy yeah. versus 20 other people. <laughs> All right, man. It's a battle royal. Everyone's fighting on the outside of the ring. Like. See, I liked it if they would have explained the I, rules so much It makes so it more. hard to, like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Because they didn't, they don't, the, the problem with AEW with their new match style sometimes, they don't explain anything. And so everyone's just watching and it's like, what is happening? Yeah, my friend who doesn't really ever watch AEW was like, what's the point of this? He's like, he's like, how do you get eliminated? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't yeah. know, man. It's a mess. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I guess the thinking was like, you have to, you start on the outside cause it's too crowded in the ring, but you have to go in the ring to win the match. Oh my God. Cause you got to throw people over and be the last one in it. So you start but on the outside, then you get the in the ring. Bad is it concept. once you're in the ring, you can't leave the ring. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Not good. <laughs> All right. Well, winner, and I figured he was going to win anyway, was Orange Cassidy. He retained. Hey, you know that match that you did in the it beginning came- of that pay-per-view where you started on the outside and then you went to the inside and then you maybe had to get eliminated, but we didn't really know? Yeah, don't do that again. We don't like that. <laughs> we'll just speak for all the rest of the fans. Um, it came down to, I believe, Orange Cassidy and Swerve. Yeah. Uh, you know what it would solve that? Who, when he came out, there was no noise. Dead. Crowd. None. None. Dead. Yeah. I think Andy would have got a better reaction walking out. <laughs> <laughs> but you so know what? That you, know was what match. you know what would solve it if they just did like their um like uh, you know their their uh, what's it called. The casino the viral thing with the with, with the cards that makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, the Joker the comes out. The end. Come in. Yeah, that would have like solved. It's it. always that double or nothing. It's the one time they didn't do that. Yeah, and they switched it up to this one. <laughs> didn't explain it. Yeah. Well, our second match was a mess of a match to me too. Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole unsanctioned match. Special enforcer Sabu. All right, this match Jeremy. Sucked. You want to talk about the second. Sabu stuff? You want to talk about the Sabu stuff? I mean, basically, Sabu... I don't even know if Tim noticed it. <laughs> I noticed it once the, once the match was finally over. Yeah, I was Sabu, like, oh, yeah, Sabu's the enforcer. Yeah. Where's he been the entire time? He's the special enforcer for Adam Cole, I guess, like, for the, his side. He literally comes in, makes his entrance, comes in the ring, and then immediately they start fighting with chairs, and then I forget who who was on the outside that he... Tavu jumps off the top rope. It was rope. some of the JAS. I think yeah. it was Daniel Garcia, though. He jumps off the top rope through a table. Well, jump is, is a strong word. Yeah, he, he falls off the top rope <laughs> onto the table and is basically not seen the rest of the time. Yeah, that was it. He was there for like five minutes. There's still like 10, 50, there's still like 10 15 minutes left of the match. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't care for it. I didn't care for I the match. Adam Cole won via stoppage. He was doing hammer fists. That was and the worst part, though. he grabs a chain though. and wraps around it, and then he hits him with that. But instead of continuing to hit him with the chain around the fist, he takes the chain off and goes back to regular fists, and then it becomes a stoppage. Yeah, I don't understand the stoppage, though, because it's an unsanctioned match, right? 
Like it's the company saying, like, hey, we're not gonna sanction. Jericho couldn't defend himself. If you can't defend yourself, you gotta stop. This isn't UFC. Yeah. I don't I don't like the finish at all. If he dies, he dies. He dies. (laughs) Um so that was that match. I I wish they just had a regular ass singles match, but because of the oh. So what else happened during the match? Britt Baker comes out and lights up Jericho. And then she lights up Soraya with the oh, she definitely light up kendo sticks. Yeah. Oh, Tim, remember the kendo shots, Tim? To Jericho's side, you were like, God damn. Yeah. Jericho started putting his leg up to block him. That's Jericho what I said to Andy. Shot on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Like, all right, all right. He was like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw it. He posted on um, like Twitter or whatever the shots of it on the side. And sorry, this hold on, this fireworks going off. Le- I was the like, city- for what? I was like, oh yeah, it's Memorial Day. Yeah. Wow, Andy. Um, Jer- wow. <laughs> Jericho posted uh, like his, the, his side on Twitter, and it was like all messed up. And he basically was just like, he like at real Brit, Brit Baker. He's like, you bitch. And that was like the post. Well, now we're getting a mixed tag match: Adam Cole and Brick Baker versus Saray and Chris Jericho. On. I don't like that either, but that's what this led to, apparently. Because Chris Jericho feuds can't end with one match in AEW. I know that's what I was thinking too. It's like you don't need to continue it. <laughs> Moving forward, AEW <laughs> World Tag Team Championship match: FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Special guest referee: Mark Briscoe. Um, so, I mean, it was okay. Yeah. Like, as it's, like, going on, and then, um, I guess Mark Briscoe at some point counted two, and Jeff Jarrett gets pissed off, and at some point he, doesn't he take a guitar to Mark? Was it an accident? Or it was was a, yeah, it was an accident. Even though, if he would have used it against FTR, he would have gotten disqualified, but, so, I don't, I don't know. Um. He went to use it against Dax, I think, and he rolled out of the lane and hit Mark. And then, uh, what's it, Aubrey Edwards? Jeff Jarrett's wife takes a guitar to Aubrey Edwards. And then she falls down afterwards, which is kind of funny. Um, But the winners were FTR. They retained their championship. Yeah. Um, After that, we had the AWTNT Championship ladder match, Wardlow versus Christian Cage. All right, couple things, but Tim, because Tim, uh, I found out we were wrong about the Arn Anderson stuff because I rewatched. <laughs> we thought Arn's teeth got knocked out because we missed what happened. <laughs> we were like, "Oh my god!" We were like, "He's fucked up." Um, it's not what happened, but we'll get to that. So um, this match, this match was wasn't bad. Uh, there were some spots yeah. I liked. Like there was one. the one spot when Wardlow jumped to the ladder and it fucking broke. At, like if it were to have knees, crazy. those knees buckled, um, <laughs> yeah. and the ladder like fell on his shins, on Wardlow's shins. Wardlow uh, repli- replicate replicated uh, maybe better the spot of Jeff Hardy on top of the ladder through Bubba through Bubba Ray, through oh, the tables yeah. um, at WrestleMania. You know, every um, time Wardlow, and- sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Jeff Hardy, when that spot at the time, just rolled off. Now, his ladder might have been even taller than the one Wardlow used, even though yeah. that was pretty tall. But uh, Wardlow actually did the whole 
arch in the back kind of uh, swanton. Yeah. Uh, and that dude had to have smashed his tailbone like Tim had told me. Oh, day. yeah. <laughs> so was like, his tailbone's fucked. He, he made a face when he landed. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, Jeff, uh, every time Wardlow... Jeff said that he bruised his tailbone really badly from when he did it. And it looked like t- Wardlow did the done. same thing. Yeah. Um, every time Wardlow does a swanton, though, I'm like, this guy is like 400 pounds and it's like a perfect swanton. It looks great, though. It looks great. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It's because the Hardys are his favorites, and he probably <laughs> practiced that so much growing up. Yeah. I shouldn't say the Hardys are his favorite. I should say Jeff is, because we all know Matt's not no one's favorite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the one um, Matt Hardy okay, will so, not So the Arn Anderson die. spot. <laughs> the Arn Anderson spot. Um, he bit Luchasaurus's finger. Yeah. And the blood was Luchasaurus's blood around Arn's mouth. Uh, Luchasaurus's finger was bleeding or whatever. He bit pretty hard. It looked like it at he least. He bit really hard. He like wouldn't let go. He was like a dog with a toy. Yeah, that was like Arn like probably re- forgetting that it's fake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like it's still real to me. <laughs> Arn's like. K-fabe, you know what babe, I would have done? I was about three seconds from pulling this Glock out and showing you <laughs> what a real man is. Oh, my God. I'm never going to forget that promo. But uh, Wardlow ended up winning this match. Um, this match was one of the better ones on the card, in my opinion. Agree to disagree. Which one? This Wardlow one? Yeah, it was one yeah, of the better yeah. ones. Yeah, I think so. Especially for the gimmick matches, it was one of the better ones. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, next match was AEW's Women's World Championship match, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Okay, I... I don't even know what this really say about this match. Um, it wasn't very long. Hikaru Shida came out at one point with a kendo stick. The turnbuckle was exposed. Um... Someone got sprayed. Jamie Hader got sprayed in the face with a can of the green spray. Um, <sighs> Jeremy, we were talking about this before we started. Recording. Yeah. Yeah, Jim. I would say also to keep in mind this match, Jamie Hader was also hurt already. That's why she had to drop the title too. Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Tony Storm ended up winning. She... Who she's the one that lost the championship to Jamie Hader the first in the first place. Yeah, um, and apparently this feud with the Outcast will never die. So, <laughs> um, I wasn't a fan of this match. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't but a I great match. They, they did what they had to do, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, that's what it kind of seemed like for this match. Because, because I think we know that Jamie Hader is better too than this. Um, after that, we had House of Black versus The Acclaim and Daddy Ass. I'm going to let you know, if you ever watch The Acclaim and Daddy Ass with someone that doesn't know who they are, <laughs> it's hilarious to try to explain to them. Like, yeah. we had to do with Tim's wife. Oh, boy. We were like, that's Daddy Ass, and that guy, Anthony Bowens, yeah, he, he he's come out um, to the world, but he also likes to do scissoring things. Like, it's so funny to explain yeah. who these people are. It's like, and I, I would say, like, they're the claim, then I do, like, the A, and I'm like, and then their handshake is, and then you do, like, the scissoring. It's like, and that's where you get scissoring. We're like, we're like yeah, so Daddy Ass is, like, 62 years old. <laughs> <and> really <laughs> gigantic. 
And then you scissor him. You scissor a gigantic <laughs> daddy ass. You scissor. Oh, and that move, that move right there that uh, Max Scatcher just did, it was called Scissor Me Timbers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Skyler, Tim's wife, was just like, all right. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a tough, tough thing to explain. We say this shit all the time. Billy Gunn's huge. Huge. He's massive. He was bigger than. Uh, he's bigger he than big- every member. Every member. He's bigger than Buddy. He's bigger than Malachi. He's bigger than Brody. He yeah, made Malachi. He made Brody like not even like Brody's big, and he made Brody look kind of like look not that big. Yeah. Tim, Tim made a comment. He's like, it makes you realize that even the mid carters during the old WWF days were freaking giant. They were <laughs> yeah, all right. huge. They were all because yeah. Billy Gunn. I used to think like, oh, he's just like a regular size guy, and it makes you realize like, oh no, they were all huge. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So, first off, this is like I think the first uh, house rules match that Tim has fully watched. He likes the <laughs> lights. Tim the lights likes are the cool. lighting. The lights are cool. I like the lights. But we talked better, about me and him. We talked feet. about how. Yeah, better than the fiend, than and it's it, the way it's set up and the spotlight on the ring is kind of how wrestling was before they realized that you, you know the audience's reaction is pretty important. But yeah, I like I, I, yeah. I like the blacked out audience with the spotlight on the ring. I always have. I do like especially that's cool. If it's, like a re- if it's a regular wrestling match, so especially I like it. Yeah, now, uh, that's. Oh no. You got one. I got to look something up really quick. I was going to say their their House of Black rules still doesn't make much sense, though. Like, the... the but um, they didn't need a rule, apparently, this time. Yeah, yeah, like, but that part, they're not getting over that well, because the thing was, like, the first one was, like, the best friends and all, like, no witches, and made some stupid thing. And then, like, the other one, I don't know, they faced some, like, random three-guy team. And then this one, it's like, they're like, we don't need a n- rule. I'm like, you have to get this over first before you start making jokes about it. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm trying to find his rap, but... Um, oh, Basically, yeah. Max Caster had a rap last night. Uh, he talked a little bit about, like, emos and, uh... Well, he said... Black and blackface. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, how are you gonna call it a house of black when there's no black guys in it? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> but, uh... It's funny, I'm actually... Well, the best at, one. Um, um, yeah, do you have the best one? So, I don't have it line for line, but he basically talked about how Buddy Matthews is being cucked by a guy named Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm looking here, and Rhea Ripley on Twitter posted, "Hey, and tag Dom, we're over in two companies." Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, but yeah, that, that was uh, that was funny. I was I was trying to look at Buddy Mer- Buddy Matthews's face. Uh, after yeah, he was trying to keep a straight face during the whole thing. Yeah, shit's funny as shit. But yeah. uh, this match was good. You know, it was a it was a solid uh, six man tag match. Um, there was a bunch of famousers by um, Billy Gunn. Um, I did not think Malachi Black's uh, kick to Billy Gunn at the end was uh, as good as some of his other ones. Yeah, when his, that I finisher when mentioned it, it when we were watching. Yeah, when that connects and like the person takes it well, that's like one of the best looking finishers. Yeah, 
Billy Gunn was a little bit too far away. Yeah. He just had to be a few more inches closer. Uh, but House of Black ended up retaining um, their trio uh, championships. All right, we got three matches left. The AWTBS uh, championship match, Jay Cargo versus Taya Valkyrie. I didn't expect much from this match, but it was actually uh, pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid wrestling match, um, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually one of the best TBS championship matches I think I've seen Yeah, for Jade. Um, Jade Cargo ended up uh, retaining, um, so she was then 60-0. Smart Mark Sterling gets on the mic, says that there's no one left, and out comes after, I don't know, maybe nine months or so. Uh, Chris Statlander returned. That She's was not almost doing a whole her year. alien gimmick. She's not doing her alien gimmick, which is nice, in my yeah. opinion. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, big pop for the crowd. You know, they were excited to see her back. Uh, Chris Statlander, though, ends up winning, and she gives Jade Cargill her first loss and is. Now the second uh, TBS champion. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's good to end it on 16-0 and then switch a champion. I agree. Um, okay, so the next match, which I th- felt was the main event. God, if you look at the team right now, they look so stupid. Um, Jesus. Do you guys see this? Tim's face. <laughs> uh, they look like Street Fighter, the Ryu and uh, the other dude. They do. Um, anyway, so I thought this was the best match on the show. I mean, that's not too. I hard think so too. Comes to actually wrestling. It was the AEW World Championship match. It was a Fatal Four Way: MJF versus Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen versus Jack Perry. Um, MJF. This has nothing to do with wrestling. MJF was hilarious in this match. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you remember, he was like, "No, no, no, wait!" And then Darby Allen flipped behind him, and she came <laughs> over it and flipped him into like a a stunner, and he was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That kid, that kid stunner. <laughs> he also like caught like Sammy's kick when he, before, like he was super kicking him, and he caught it, and he's like, "You stupid motherfucker!" And then like Darby like hits him in the head. <laughs> Uh, yeah, MJF is hilarious. This match was good. I usually, I've always heard like triple threats and fatal four ways are kind of like mess and hard to do, but I thought, um, I thought, I thought they did really well. There yeah. was a couple spots where I know Tim didn't like it, um, of everyone teaming up on MJF. Yeah. But that was kind of like part of the whole story going into the match. That it kind of was, basically yeah. fuck MJF. Yeah. The the um, one I liked is the spot with they did all their mentor spots. Yes, yeah. So I'm trying to remember. Sammy did the code breaker. Yeah, Darby did the. MJF did crossroads. Darby did what the stinger splash. Uh, no, or he did, did the, the the reverse DDT. Come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. What's it called? Scorpion death drop. death drop. Scorpion death drop. Scorpion death Snack. drop. Yeah. And then Jungle Boy did the kill switch. Yeah, MJF did the crossroads. Um, I'm glad MJF ended up winning though in the end. And let's talk about how he won. Okay, so first, what did he did he hit Darby with the dynamite ring, or did he not get to? No, no, he didn't. Because he he put the title down when Darby jumped for the coffin drop. That's how it happened. So Jungle, uh, who was laying down? Who did he put the title on? Jungle Boy. That's Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah. 
Jungle Boy was laying down. He put the title on top of Jungle Boy. Darby hit the cough. I was going to say cough drop. The coffin drop. Darby Allen landed sure? on the title. Ah, Sick. The cough uh, <laughs> That's back in the Go back to the. the uh, one, one through five to hear about the cough drop. Yeah. I think we have a one of the episodes is called Cough Drop. <laughs> it might be. Um, but after Darby lands on the title. MJF grabs Darby and uh, wins with a headlock takeover just to rub it in Darby Allen's face because MJF yeah. won their first bout against him with that. Darby said that he was going to win that way, and MJF just kind of rubbed it in his face. Yeah, that was a great ending. And, oh, MJF's entrance. He was in a throne that came down slowly. Look like Triple H. I was like, ah, the king. <laughs> yeah. He was wearing his devil mask. Yeah. Look great. MJF's the man. Yeah. Everyone had a cool entrance except for Jungle Boy. Of course. Who sucks, Boy any, who sucks. sucks. <laughs> Suck Jungle Boy. Um, there was a lot of cool spots, uh, but I, di- I did enjoy this match. I thought it was it was, it was was done really well. Uh, the right person won. Yeah. Um, everyone kind of had a, a you know spot to shine. Yeah. And also, Sammy and... Um, her face oh there was a spot sorry there was a spot where i forget what was going on oh they were all punching each other and mjf's like come on hit me and instead the eye pokes everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it's so funny um um sammy MJF and, ended up winning. and ty is that her name oh sammy and ty are, are having a baby ty is pregnant yeah and that was also the, the moment during the listening the match when uh, oh Tim did not like this moment. So in the middle of the match, MJF <laughs> grabs a mic, and Tim's like, is he going to talk? <laughs> and, uh, he grabs a mic, and he basically was like, Sammy, you're having a baby. Just lay down. You could use the money. Yeah. And that did not work. Sammy ends up fighting with MJF, but Tim did not like this spot. Because <laughs> it's not like the baby was a planned thing for the story. So... I don't think this mic spot would have happened maybe if that's true. If that wasn't yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, and you guys got anything to add before we get into the main event? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I thought this four, was definitely the best match of the night. Deep. Yeah. For a four way, which is hard to do. It was good. Yeah. Was it the best match on the show in your opinion? Oh, what was yeah. the best match. This was the, the best show? match. Vape King over here. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, I guess it would be. <laughs> you guess by default. Yeah, because he didn't like any other match. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into. Okay, mean. Mean Tim watched this whole thing, and you should have been there to look at the look on Tim's face the entire time was just like <laughs> confusion, more of like why. Like what is happening? Yeah, it was hilarious. Kind of like, kind of like the face um, I'm making right now. <laughs> so, Anarchy and Arena. Let's start with entrances. All right. Um, Moxley had a band play that Jeremy was like, "Why is this guy basically doing blackface?" Uh, <laughs> yes. but, <laughs> that was so. Funny. Was a bad choice. The band. That's the band worse. Violent Idols is playing Wild Thing, and guess what? They played it at least five times in a row. It's a long song, too. 
Now, Jeremy, remind me, Anarchy and Arena before, they played Wild Thing for a little bit, too. Yeah. I don't like that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't have a soundtrack or a theme song to your match. Yeah. Um, so Violent Idols, me and Tim just looked at each other so confused, like, what? Like, why would you think this was a good idea? Yeah, especially live. Um, I don't when like this match. I'm just going to... When it started for the third time, Andy and I started busting out laughing. I don't like this match there's too much going on to where things get missed with a camera for example Mm -hmm. Moxley took a fall through onto onto barbed wire onto the chip camera goes to him he's already on it you missed it why did he do that what did he do that spot for then yeah Yeah. you didn't even capture it but so you had to see it through a replay if I was there live I wouldn't know what to pay attention to I'd be missing things um if if they I'm do this match like this, hate about it. they need to have it like planned out for the whole production. Then, like you're gonna cut to here at this moment, cut to here then, because then it it works for the viewer, but it still is a mess. I just picture Tony Khan in the back being like, "Camera one, camera two, three, <laughs> five, one, three, four. The guys are trying to keep up five, with the buzz. One. <laughs> um. What else didn't I? I'm just gonna go through everything that you guys give your opinions. Everything yeah. I didn't like. I hated the super kick with the spark firework. Uh, so hey, bad. I looked on Instagram. Some people loved it. Some people said AEW better than WWE. Can, All right, me and Tim hold on. If wrestling hold is on. metal music, I guess me and Tim like classic rock. Hold on. All right. I hold guess on. I'm a classic like rock some... guy. I liked this spot. <laughs> I thought it was Ow. cool. It, it, it actually so works. That's what makes this pod work, guys. That's what makes this pod work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did the spark come uh, from? I mean, I have no shoe. idea, but. There was something attached to his shoe. Yeah, it actually no, but... worked on, like, the exploding barbed wire thing. So, so he super kicks them, and now the Jacksons have magical powers that can make <laughs> someone's head explode when you super kick them. I don't think uh, it was Jim, supposed to be Jim like Jericho magical. Jericho light stuff. someone on fire backstage because he's a wizard. <laughs> he's this doing like fireballs. Pay-per-view. Yeah. Didn't didn't something happen there with fire this on this pay per view? On this one backstage. Oh, I don't remember that. I thought Tim was like, did what? You... I don't know, man. Didn't like that spot. Uh, I'm a mar- I'm a superhero nerd, so I'd like Kenny's little Captain America with the trash can lid. Oh uh, yeah, even yeah. It was silly. Yeah. Even though it was silly, he did but... that before too. Did he? I'm like yeah, he was wearing Captain Canada. He was wearing Captain Canada de- gear, basically. Um, what else? I I I've said this before. I don't like props or weapons that are pre-made mm. and yeah. like put out there. Um, There's a lot of that. There was tax. There was tax spots in this match. R.I.P. to Matt Jackson's foot. Oh, I felt that one. Um, Stepping that, on tax. That was pretty gnarly. Yeah, and oh. then uh, who else went through? Someone's back hit it. Kenny? No, Kenny went on the bar bar. Yeah. Uh, Nick Jackson might have back, might have. I think so. I don't know, man. Uh, Brian Danielson basically was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing any of these fucking <laughs> yeah, spots. He didn't do so he was basically unscathed. <laughs> yeah. uh, they tried to make Wheeler Yuta look cool, so they gave him a vest. Same with Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro, who also I don't think bled, and Wheeler Wheeler didn't bleed. They were like, "That's all you, Moxley." 
You guys <laughs> take the fucking, these fucking spots. Um, Monty was like, probably like, fine, it's more for me. Don Callis was on commentary. Thank God JR was not out there for this match because it would have been quiet the entire time. Yeah. Um, BCC ended up winning. Is there anything else? Well, you got to say Don Callis came off a of commentary to go down to the ring. Yeah, I was trying to think of what he did, though. He had handed someone a screwdriver. No, he stood in the right. ring, and then Omega was going to hit the uh, Fallen Angel on, uh, I forget who, or Yuta. Uh, and then he turned around and saw him, and then, uh, what's his name? Takesha came in. Oh, that's right. Takeshka, uh takes shit and got <laughs> in, aligned himself with the BCC. Uh, and Taz, or no, uh, Excalibur, I think, said at the end, is Takeshka and Callis with the Blackpool Combat Club, or did they, were they just helping him? Yeah. Uh, so now we have an Asian guy, a guy from Japan, joining the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. And then... And no one's from Blackpool. Yeah, a Japanese guy joining a guy from a Blackpool comic like of no one's from Blackpool. Yeah. Um. And then we you to or no yeah then we you to hit Omega with the screwdriver in the face then one. BCC kind of dominated this match. They did, yeah. Other than like a few um, spots. And then I don't know if it's all afterwards. I'll just like go through it, but. Afterwards, Omega basically cut a promo to the crowd, basically saying like he has a friend or two that could help them out. So it's probably going to be Ibushi, and I don't know who else. Uh, well, uh, to bring me back to the vest thing, Brian Danielson must have just been like, "Nah, I'm not going to look fucking dumb in a vest. I'm wearing <laughs> a sweatshirt with cut off sleeves." Yeah, he was just like, "I'm not doing any of your stupid." <laughs> And you were stupid shit, Moxley, all right? <laughs> Apparently, though, Danielson now is part of creative. Well, he's going to be, I think, for the uh, Saturday show, I think, right? Or is it just overall? For Collision? I don't know, man. Okay, that was my take on the match. Anyone else want to add good things, bad things? No, I'm done. Tim's basically like, I agree with everything you said, Andy. <laughs> Um, all right, well, I'll say <laughs> that I liked at least the super kick thing that I know you guys didn't like. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean... Uh, what, did, what did you like? I I just like the matches when Hangman it is... Hangman almost ate shit running up the ropes. Into, yeah, that was kind of funny, insult. actually, though. Um, and the eye patch looked, look, has been looking stupid. And, he, and he, he turned it off. off, yeah, and that was, like, very anticlimactic, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of it. Other than, like, some actual wrestling from Danielson in the ring. No one gives a shit, by the way, that these two just won the titles. No one in the audience cares, hmm. if you're watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like... I don't, I don't like... That I would rather have it, like, blood and guts instead of this. <sighs> Does that wrap it up? I, I don't have any. I don't have anything to add. Yeah, that's basically it then. All right, for classic show of the week this week, we unfortunately lost superstar Billy Graham. So no classic show of the week, but go 
on YouTube, Peacock. Look up uh, Superstar Billy Graham matches. Rest in peace, Superstar. Your influence has trickled down over many generations, including guys like Hulk Hogan, who looked up to you. And, uh, well, thank you so much for joining us for episode 85. And uh, come back next week for episode 86, where we talk all things pro wrestling at the PW Fan. Adrenaline in my soul. Did you know my dad Did was you know dusty my dad Rose. was Dusty Rose? <laughs>